Just a quick warning that we will be discussing heavy themes like abusive dynamics, death, gender dynamics, and as always, big existential themes. This is an unbleat version of our thoughts as they come to us. To a hopeless endeavor, a Joanna Newsom podcast. My name is Sam. I live in Vancouver, BC. And I am Nikki. I live in Ithaca in upstate New York. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Um, we're about to get into part three, the final part of Easy. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being supportive and talking to us in the Facebook and Instagram chat places or, you know, whatever. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, Should I go on to read uh, the next verse? Yeah. Okay. So then she says, aggressively, I might add, um, Mm -hmm. who asked you, who asked you if you want to be loved by me, who died and made you in charge of who loves who Mm -hmm. all the live long day. If I have my way, I will love you, but one can't carry the weight or change the fate of two. I've been waiting for a break. How long is it going to take? Let me love you. Yeah. I mean, it's very, I think that this one's very straightforward. (laughs) Like, it's very much like her asserting her needs here. Yeah. Like, she's saying, like, you have no right to deny me what I have offered. Yeah. And maybe what we've agreed upon. Yeah. Um, Who died and made you in charge of this? Yeah. Like, I'm saying this is what I need. Uh, And this, (laughs) like a very, almost like motherly way. This is what you need. Yes. Um, Oh, the one can't carry the weight or change the fate of two is so beautiful and poetic. It's like we need to both uh, engage in this. Like, yeah, we both need to put in the work here. Like I, and it's confusing to me too, because like, it's like at the beginning of the song, she doesn't expect that of him. Yeah. Right? Like she's willing to carry the weight of it all. And now something's awakened in her. And uh, she needs, she knows, she knows, like she needs the two of them. Yeah. It's not a secret anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, And it makes me think again of our dear sweet bear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Who I'm sure if she could would change the weight of both her and monkey. Yeah. Um, But cannot. Yeah. I think that it's, um, like, there is, I think I can make sense of both the idea that throughout all of Easy, she has this one, like, goal slash, like, delusion in mind, which is like, look, it's actually easy, like, don't worry about it, it's fine, and that contrasts with, like, the end um, of the album with, like, does not suffice, and she's like, look, I wasn't easy, I reject this whole premise that I started with. 
But as you said, Sam, I think there's also within this song, within this initial song, this like second guessing of that initial statement that I'm super easy because she's like, wait, like it's super easy, but also you have to show up like I can't do everything like it's easy as long as you engage in your easy role. Uh, But like also like. Whatever the questions are that she's asking here, who asked you? Who asked you if you wanted to be loved by me? And then also, like, haven't you seen what I've seen? The previous questions that we've seen from her are all questions that indicate that he's not showing up to whatever role she's expecting of him. Yeah. And I think that the the mistake maybe in the in, in the narrator's perspective in Easy is that she is like, look, this is easy because she's like assuming that the Part, that her partner will have a similar perspective yeah. as she will. And so she's like, look, mm-hmm. if you just like, haven't you seen what I've seen? Like, just like abide by the expectations that are, that are imposed on us. Like whatever, like show up for each other, love each other, support each other all the time. And it's just not that simple because of these gender dynamics that get in the way and that like fuck things up and that make this like unequal uh back and forth between the relationship I don't know and also just I love there's something so nice about how aggressive she gets here also it seems a bit crazy like if you imagine yourself as the man here right you're like whoa like settle down why are you just like asserting that you're gonna love me no matter what I say but as the woman, you get why she's doing that, right? She's she's been socialized to think that that is her role, and that like that that like men sort of like are supposed to just like accept doting and love from like whoever offers it their way. And so she's like, "Who asked you? No, like mm-hmm. like presumably in response to some sort of like objection on his part, where he's like, "Ah, oh, like slow down. Like I don't know if I want." to be in love with you. And she's like, wait, that doesn't matter. Like, why are you, yeah. why are, why are you bringing up that consideration? Who asked you if you yeah. want to be loved by me? Who died and made you in charge? Like, this is just like yeah. society's deal. Uh, I've decided that I mean, I love you. And like, I'm offering all of myself to you. And like your role is to take it. Like, let me love let you. Let me love you. Exactly. And I wonder how much of this too is like, I've been thinking of easy as like she is easy or it's easy for her to love. But like what if we flip it and say like his role has been very easy mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. Not much has been expected of him up until now. At and all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. He pleased her in his sleep. Right. Like get out of here. Um, yes. And that's a good question. Who is it easy for? Yeah. And it, like, you know. It's also this expectation that women put in the work, right? And like his role should, in that sense, be easy. Yeah. Um, and now all of I don't want to say all of a sudden, but now that something's being expected of him, yeah, it's not so easy. That is a fantastic point. Exactly. That like because actually all along the role has the 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 thing that she's characterizing as easy has not been her because like since the very Mm -hmm. beginning she's been like no one knows that I have been dumbing and dulling myself um it's always been like look dude this is easy for you like there's nothing you have to do other than like sit back and accept it 
Yes, she's easy to keep because she does all of the work. All of the work. It's not easy for her at all. And who would reject that? Yeah. Right. Who would say, oh, no, like, I don't want um, you to do all of these traditionally feminine things. I don't want you to take care of me. But now, you know, now that something's expected of him. Yes. Actually, (sighs) I like, okay, probably going to cut this out because it's like a very personal anecdote. But I have had this Mm -hmm. like in the like past few years realization because like I'm, I'm very much a person who like doesn't want people to do favors for me like if they'll be like do you want me to go get like whatever cat litter for you at, at Target I'll be like no like I'll do that later like I'll I'm yeah. gonna do that myself I don't need you to do that what's your love language do you do that do you know that I don't know that but what are the I'll options send you the quiz. uh acts of service gifts uh what's your love language acts of service really oh for sure acts of service being like doing things for you like if i oh you go get me cat litter and bring me a snack i'm yours no problem that's so sweet (laughs) god i'm the opposite Um, though i like so don't want you to do things for me but i've learned that like or like at least my lay theory is that like because of gender dynamics like I ought to let people do things for me because, like, they've been socialized to think that, like, that's the way that they can show up and provide for the person with whom they're in a relationship. And, like, because I'm the woman in that role, like, I should just – and, like, it legit works where it's – it makes for a happier relationship if I'm, like, can you put gas in my car? Or, like, can you just, like, do this for me? And, like – it goes against all my instincts to be like, be self-sufficient and like take care of yourself. But like, oh, I hear that too. Oh yeah. my God. But it's also being able to speak up for that too, yeah. right? And to say like, this is what I need yeah. versus um, I don't need anything. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Being closed off yeah. just like on principle as opposed yeah. to being like, yeah, no, like I'm actually open to like, this is what I'm going to have to do. Like I'm willing to like put that on you a little bit uh, to like equalize this burden a bit. I think I'm the same way Um, and I've had to teach myself how to accept that um, as something. So they are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, physical touch. Wait, you said words of affirmation. What was the next one? Words of affirmation, quality time, time. receiving gifts, acts of service, physical touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Also, heads up, my pizza's probably going to be here in 10 minutes. So I'm just going to run outside excited for when you. It comes. Oh, my God. I will, like, watch you eat it and take joy. Oh, no. I'll that. save it till later. No worries. Um, okay. Also, her saying, I've been waiting for a break, is, like, it sort of belies this. It, like, betrays this, like, uh, she's, like, trying to communicate to him that she has this like endless limitless supply of like doting and nurturing and like I will be there for you and I'll sacrifice myself for you but then she's like yeah also this is heavy though I've been waiting for a break in the same way as that that um what's it called like present participle fucking continuous something where she's been saying like I've been dumbing and dulling and then here she's saying I've been waiting for a break in the same way where it's, like, not a past thing that I have done. It's a thing that I am still doing and, like, I am waiting for you to respond to the fact that I am still doing this actively in our relationship. Yeah. It's not a passive thing for me. It's not a thing that's happened in the past. It is a current thing that I'm doing, but waiting for a break. 
how long is it going to take for you to show up and fucking take some of this goddamn load? Yeah. I just had to check the spelling of rake too because I was like, well, it can go both ways. I'm waiting for a break, B-R-E-A-K, like arrest, uh, someone to switch off carrying this load. But also I'm waiting for a B-R-A-K-E, like someone to put on the brakes, like a red light to flash or something so that we can just like Stop. breathe. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but it is B R E A K. So, oh, okay, okay. I don't know how much about that. Um, also, just like the indignation of the tone of like who died and made you in charge of who loves who. I love that. It. It's, it's so really good. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then also yeah. like that tone contrasted with the next line, like all the live long day. If I have my way, I will love you. It reminds me of some fucking what is it? It's like some children's thing that's like oh, all the live I've long day. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's like this very sort of like folky, like care carefree, like I've been working on the railroad. But it's day. also not carefree. No one works on the railroad unless they need to. Like the railroad was built by enslaved peoples, and like yes. All the live long day. <laughs> yeah. Like even the term live long. You're exactly right, yeah. Tim. It's like, Jesus, like my life seems so long because I have to dedicate myself to this like yeah. work that just doesn't end. I don't think we read this first though. Uh, this one is, how about it? How about what I have to say? How about that live long day? How am I going to stay here without you? Mm -hmm. And again, what is here? Yes. Um, are we still in bed? Are, is it like referring? <laughs> it just sounded so Canadian. Arr. Uh, arr. <laughs> Do you know, by the way, about the Canadian thing? Did I talk to you about this already? I've gotten into like actually heated arguments about this, but like we, like it doesn't sound weird to you if I said like, Sam, I'm done my homework for the night. Right? No, I don't think we've talked about this. We haven't. Okay. So does that sound okay if I say to you, Sam, I'm done my homework? To me, it means you are finished your homework. Yeah. Like you're not working on it anymore Even tonight. Or the way that you clarified that is so fucking perfect. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Maybe yes. you're not finished it, but that's it for tonight. Yeah. Yep. So, and then, okay, just without giving you any information about what I'm talking about, <laughs> if I were to say, Sam, like I'm done with this homework. You're over it. Dude. Hands in the I air. I am going to play this recording right now <laughs> for David. And then also not just with him, but with other American people that I'm surrounded with because I'm fucking in America. They insist, and I guess technically correctly, but only in this fucking hoity-toity way. They're like, it's prescriptive versus descriptive grammar. Like I follow by the letter of the law or I go by region and what people actually say. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. And so, yeah, exactly. And like, whatever. Okay. So what is, what is I'm, I'm done with yeah. the homework mean? To me, then. it conveys yeah. this like fucking exasperation with the thing yeah. at hand i'm it's a hands up like i'm done with this yes if i said like i'm yeah. done with this podcast you'd be like I'd say, oh, oh okay like, that's, a that's fine yeah no no worries as opposed to i'm done this episode like we did it we finished it yeah we finished this yeah episode. but 
for Americans, they think that like they hear I'm done with, uh, sorry, I'm done this episode or I'm done my homework as like, it sounds like so legit ungrammatical to them that like, like over 10 Americans have stopped me and said like, do you mean this? And I'm like, oh, I guess, I guess I mean that because like, I know you understand it this way. It's with as a whole versus a conjunction, I guess. Like I'm done, like with is a concept for us and with is a physical thing for them. Interesting. For you, I guess now you are. No, but I don't <laughs> at all. No, I will write all the words without the you now colored to me is C-O-L-O-R. When we named the podcast, I, I was like E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R. And I was like, oh, she like spelled it O-R. Okay. Like whatever. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't think of that until like way after. And I was like, oh yeah. What am I going to say? Nikki, it needs a U. <laughs> you could. You could. You could be like, we're both Canadians. So like, fine. Woman up and <laughs> deal with deal with your origins. Ah! grammar is not a thing i've taken one grammar class and i hated it it's funny because like when it's convenient for me i'm like no grammar matter is like spell t-o-o and t-o correctly and t-w-o like get it right but then in context like this with done with or done i'm like yeah then you're being so like close-minded to think that your way is the only way of saying it but it's like totally yeah. inconsistent and I acknowledge that and I'm fine with it. And grammar is just such like an out of reach concept for so many people. Yeah. Like if you can tell me what you mean, I don't give a shit how you say yeah. it. Like if you can explain to me what you mean, if you can get your message across, that's it's fine. fine. Say it in whatever way you need to say I it. I think that's like, the exact right attitude to have. And I think that um, like it's a very – it's like easy to disguise this like elitism, which translates into like racism, which is just like, yeah, yeah it's a slippery, it's slope. a slippery slope of like, if you're going to be like super fucking like grammar Nazi about this one thing, then you're like basically saying yeah. that like, I won't listen to like uneducated people or poor people who don't yeah. have access to the same opportunities, which is like a shitty yeah. fucking thing to do. So like. We ought to like veer yeah. in the other direction. But I think those regional differences are also really interesting. Yes, um, they are. Yeah. Yeah. That part of like linguistics and grammar. I'm sorry. I have to go get my pizza. It's okay. It's right okay. Back. So next, our narrator, Joanna, our Joanna. <laughs> I never know what to say for that. <laughs> easy, easy. You must not fear. You must meet me to see me. I am barely here. But like a bloody Mary seen in the mirror, speak my name and I appear. Uh, I'm sure you also went into a like a research hole about Bloody Mary. Um, I sure did. So historically, it's like a divination ritual, um, which encouraged young women. But I didn't do this. Did you do Bloody Mary as a kid? Was that something yeah. that you never did? Yeah. You didn't do it? I did. The only time I remember doing it is like one time in elementary school, the power went out. Um, and then immediately all of my friends rushed to the bathroom and we did it in the bathroom in like one of those really creepy, like, you know, it's like a hundred year old building or whatever. And there's yes. like the lines of mirrors and everyone did it. I was like, Ooh, too much. It is creepy. Um, yeah. Too much. 
Yeah, we used to do it just like in the dark in the bathroom. I think for us it was 13 times, although I've heard like mm. different different was it for you three times i think so bloody mary bloody yeah. mary bloody mary i'm not saying it that's not what's happening <laughs> nope i think ghosts are not real so i'll say it as much as i want bloody <laughs> okay. mary bloody mary bloody mary i'm tempting you fate come Knocking get me um, so historically it's a divination ritual which encouraged young women young women to walk up a flight of stairs backward holding a candle and a hand mirror in a darkened house just sounds like number one super unsafe um as they gazed into the mirror they were supposed to be able to catch a glimpse of their future husband's face however yeah. if they saw a skull or the face of the grim reaper instead it indicated that they would die before they would have the chance to marry um Oof. And what else did I have? I've also seen that it, um, in my like cursory research, I've seen that it can either be like a benign or malignant thing. Like it can be mm. either threatening or not uh, based on, I don't know what, like the particular ritual. So like, I think if, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know exactly. But I know that sometimes if she appears, like maybe if she just like shows you your husband, like she's not threatening. Yeah. She's just being like, hey, here's the future. She's like a matchmaker. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go on a date with this guy. Um, Exactly. And that sometimes, I guess, if she like were to show the Grim Reaper or a skull instead of your fucking husband, you'd be like, yeah, that's a, a threatening thing that has happened. But also I've seen like if you have faith to her or something, she's less scary. But I don't know enough about the myth to know. Um, so another one is the Bloody Mary apparition allegedly appears as a corpse, witch or ghost that can be friendly or evil and is sometimes seen covered in blood. The lore surrounding the ritual states that participants may endure the apparition screaming at them, cursing them, strangling them, stealing their soul or drinking their blood or scratching their eyes out. Um, okay. There was like a somewhat scientific explanation of the ritual that I thought was interesting that was just like staring into a mirror in a dimly lit Uh, room for a long time can cause hallucinations of some kind. Um, Facial facial features may appear to melt, distort, disappear, and rotate while other hallucinatory elements such as animal or strange faces may appear. It's also... um, uh, just like, you know, when you stare at something for a long time, it gets blurry. Um, yeah. Strange face illusion or uh, dissociative identity effect, which I think is really interesting if we talk about uh, our narrator, right? Like um, mm-hmm. as someone who is disappearing and reappearing um, yeah. within her role in this relationship and just like within herself. Yeah. Um, her very identity is being shaped and formed and molded and erased and like reformed yeah. by her relationship to um the you i guess in this song the man and um yeah i think you're right that like this sort of like subjective morphing of identities that we might see in the mirror is super interesting um as it relates to the the, the themes of the song um also like maybe i'll cut this out but like whatever like that you know like when you're on acid and you look into the mirror and you're like i can't do this this is like a really intense experience where 
I look so different and vulnerable and like something like there's I just always something. just look like a fucking witch. I'm always just like, oh, you look awful. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my god. I feel like I've had that experience where I'm like, oh my god, like. No, like we can't look at this anymore. Because like you look foreign in this way yes. that you're not used to seeing because yourself in. Because acid just brings you so much outside of your body. And to remember yeah. that you do have one is really rough. Like It's ooh. really rough. Exactly. And also like that uh, like intense like sort of focus that it brings, yes. I feel like tends to distort things in a similar way as like this Bloody Mary thing I was talking about where yeah. like, I remember my eyes looking so weird and like my, f yeah, like, oh. even though I don't believe in ghosts, my light has started flashing up and down. Hang on, just uh, one quick moment here. Let's see what I can do about this blinking light that has changed color while we're talking about Bloody Mary. It's fine. Um, <clears throat> Is it fine? Said the narrator. It's fine. <laughs> like Ron Howarding me. Um, okay, yeah. So whatever. So uh, there's the Bloody Mary reference. Um, also, uh, I read this in the Melissa Marturano post, but I am so into this interpretation where she said that, like, look, here she's saying she literally says, I am barely here. Yeah. So when we're talking about this erasure of like female identity and like what you're expected to do to show up for a man, to be there for a man in the way that, you know, we're supposed to be like, she's literally saying I'm barely here. Like whoever the me is, whoever the I is in this situation is like so erased that like a, like, Maybe she's not even accessible to herself, as we were talking about in, I think, Only Skin and maybe Monkey and Bear, that, like, you can just erase yourself so much that you're eventually like, well, I don't even know who the I, I is supposed to be here. Like, I don't know who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Or, like, who is the actual me versus, like, who is the part of me that I'm supposed to be. Like, those things get so easily blurred. Um. Yeah, and then also, like, so there's the blurring of the identity versus the expectation, but then there's also just the expectation being that of, like, the expectation being that you will blur yourself, right? That you'll make yeah. yourself sort of just this amorphous yeah. female. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, and also, like... That self-reflective element too, like to to call for Bloody Mary is to look in the mirror, and um, I feel like our narrator has done this now. Um, like maybe when uh, she starts asking for more from her partner, asking yeah. for like some equality in this for a slight yeah. bit of effort at the very least. Um, uh, the mirror is just like a reflective tool in some sense yeah um yeah that's a good point the mirror is just this reflective tool at least in some sense and like she's explicitly saying like like a bloody mary seen in a mirror um 
And then I think this was on the Marturano post, but when she's saying, speak my name and I appear. So there's this like sort of tension slash like back and forth pulling between this. Uh, sorry, my dog is whining at nothing. Ozzy, come here. Is he, is he whining at nothing? Said the narrator. Yes. I'm home alone, so you can't get haunted. We will not get haunted. There is no haunting. It's fine. Mm-mm. I'm confident. Uh, I'm not confident. Uh, Ozzy's looking at me like I'm a crazy person right now, though, so that speaks to your... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to your... I am home okay. alone. <laughs> um, Okay, so what I was going to say was that, oh yeah, okay, so I think that there's this tension between um, this Bloody Mary presence, which is like a inherently scary, like threatening thing where like, speak my name and I appear, fuck that scary man, like I don't yeah. care who you are. Um, especially like in the mirror, it's just scary. Even if you're a friendly ghost, you're still a ghost and it's scary. Um, but and then there's also, like, yeah. go ahead. No, 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 you go. Just in like the human sense. Like, again, this, it, like, it seems so simple. Speak a name and I'm here. Like I appear so quickly out of nowhere. Um, uh, if we didn't say it, that's the next verse. Speak my name and I appear. Speak and I appear. Um, yeah. And it's it's part of that contract too, I think, like all you have to do is say my name and I will give yeah. you anything. Like yep. it's all yours. Yep. Um just like recognize me. Yeah. Yes, yeah. man. Just recognize me. Exactly. And that's such a good way of putting it. Recognize me and like I will be here for you in like yeah. the most whatever, like sincere way but um i think i was reading on this march Renner post uh i think it was there that she was saying like look there's this like very did you see that nikki's can light you just see that flickered again oh, my I lights are it. fucking flickering then i don't believe is david fucking with all. you does he have the app he's asleep he does have the app but he's asleep okay whatever it's fine um so, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, okay. I am compelled by this idea that there's this tension between, look, there's this threatening nature that if you say to someone, like, like, speak my name and I'll be there, and you mean you'll be there like a fucking Bloody Mary in your mirror, that is a scary thing. Yeah. But also that threatening nature is only available once you summon me. So, like, how threatening is that? You have to say my name yeah, 13 or 3 or whatever times, and then I can show up and maybe be a threatening presence to you? Like, that seems like it's so... It's threatening in this, like, very limited way, which is, like, limited by, like, your desire as a man because, like, men's desire just fucking rules goddamn everything in our lives. Yeah. And... So it's this contingent threat, which is like my femininity is powerful and threatening and like violent if need be. 
only if it is accompanied by your having invited it in the first place. Yeah. So you have, there's like this weird push and pull with femininity and like these, these expectations for women, which is like, first you have to entice me and then you can use your like feminine prowess upon me to whatever we're supposed to do as women, manipulate me into doing whatever. Uh, but there's this like invitation that precludes all of that, which is so undermining, right? It's not actually threatening if you need to invite the threat into your house. And it's that repetition that I think we've probably mentioned every episode too. Um, and it made me think of, was it a Wiccan concept that you brought up last time? Like the, to speak something is to have it, is to bring it into existence. Like it's like, I will reappear as long as you acknowledge me and or my efforts here. Right. Um, and I also just, in my notes question, like what version or what feeling or expression of our narrator is it that's appearing? Is it always the little life giver? Is it always like the super willing and wanting, right. uh, dulling and dumbing version of our narrator? Or, you know, uh, and I understand that all of like, you know, people are multifaceted and it's, yeah, people yeah. are all of these things, but... um. Can it also be the woman who asks for more, who demands more? Yeah. Yeah. Who expects just like some semblance of reciprocity, not even yeah. like a full, but just speak like my name. That's it. Yeah, man. Speak my name and like show up and like give a little bit of yourself to me. Like, come on, little life giver. Give your life. Yeah. Like, I'm here doing that. Like, meet yeah. me. Ozzy. You're not barking at anything. Can you come lie down just for five more minutes? Come here. Lie down in your bed. <gasps> this is such a good boy. I'll give you a treat. Hang on. Ever since ABA training, I am so into bribes. Knowing the difference between say, bribes when you and said, reinforcements. Like, whatever. When you said fine. you're not reinforcing the dog, I was like, are you ABAing your dog? <laughs> oh, my God. I ABA my entire life. I ABA my relationship with David and Bella and the dog and the cats. It's the only thing that I like navigate life with is like my ABA training. And it's almost not even like you're not even aware when you're doing it sometimes. Like I ABA myself. I yeah, first man. then myself all day. Yeah, like, me too. First me we record too. the podcast, then I eat pizza. First yeah. I work, then I can listen to the good podcast. Like God, me too. Uh, okay, we should and outshow ourselves here. It's very effective. I mean, most it, of the time when I work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Uh, okay, wait. I feel like there's one more thing. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Speak my name and I appear. Speak my name and I appear. Oh, um, just the idea that uh, like it, she like half recognizes here that, that maybe she's being a bit threatening. Mm -hmm. She's like, hey, you must not fear... Don't be afraid of like all these sure. threats that I have given you just now. Uh, I'm barely here. Like, oh, also the idea that you have to meet me to see me. I was wondering what that's about. Um, it's like that meet me halfway, maybe. Yeah. Or like, like an invitation to see the real me. Right. Exactly. So the idea of me is not enough to like see the whole me. You have to like actually meet me. And then I'll present myself to you. But that's so like mysterious and like amorphous in this way that mm -hmm. like it's hard for me to grasp exactly what she means here. Um, 
Also, it this reminds me a little bit of when she says, um, but if it's all just the same, say my name, say my name in the morning so that I know when the wave breaks in mm-hmm. Sawdust and Diamonds. Yeah. Like, say my name, speak my name. Um, actually, that reminds me, sorry, I meant to say this, like, literally at the beginning of the song. Sorry, Sam. You're going to um, reference Destiny's Child in a second here? No, but I'm super curious about that reference. <laughs> Shit. No, I'm going to reference Time as a Symptom, which I haven't done yet, right? Ooh, I mean, I did, but please do. Wait, when did you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, wait. I'll read the thing that I'm thinking of. You tell me if... I don't think it's what you were talking about. Maybe it was. Go for um, it. I'm not going to dislike it. Okay, so this is a another J. Clay annotation on uh, Genius. But, okay, so they say, uh, like, they acknowledge, like, look, it could be a total coincidence um, because, like, the English language is limited in what it, you know, has available to rhyme with these, like, very common words that we use. But, like, maybe just pay attention for a second to the fact that in Time is a Symptom, in the 2015 album Divers, five years after this one, uh, she sings, uh, the moment of your greatest joy sustains, not axe nor hammer, tumor tremor can take it away and it remains, it remains. And so that is very much echoing, right? The, um, rhyming of we could rest and remain here easily we are tested and pained by what's beyond our bed we are blessed and sustained so sustained and remain are both rhymed in those two things and then pain is rhymed in easy within this verse pain comes after a little bit in uh time is a symptom so those three words are all rhymed together within the same like like whatever just e part of the song um but then the thing that convinced me even more is something that j clay didn't write but is here she's referring to a little life giver and then in time is a symptom she refers to like stand brave life liver and so this hyphenated life slash ver like blank ver mm-hmm. liver giver it just seems so similar that that to me is the thing that convinced me more than anything else that like maybe maybe she's like either <sighs> consciously or subconsciously referring to this like later song and the thing that jay clay is positing is that in easy we have this sort of like unreliable this like narrator is seeking solace or seeking some kind of like optimism, but that you feel is fucking doomed from the get go. It's this. And that's when J. Clay says, uh, easy. The moment is an edge to tumble off from. Um, they continue to say, and the hopes of remaining still and silent within it are ultimately a vain denial of the wider world and the ravages of time. Uh, but whereas, time is a symptom 
is optimistic and consoling. Newsom proposes that the supreme moment in your life will transcend linear time and that the best of you will somehow live on after you, impervious to all matter of slings and arrows. So like it's like this very different kind of optimism where like time you believe in it and you can like cling to it. Whereas easy, it's this precarious shit that you're like, ah, you're like it. This is not the right kind of optimism to cling on to if you're if you're needing that optimism. I really like that and I really like it in the if I can propose an idea from life giver to life liver, like a recognition of instead of giving and giving and giving to whoever you are with or whatever circumstance you are in, like stand brave life liver, like standing in your own sense of self in your own identity and being confident in that versus, um, you know, playing a role. Yeah. And my God, it's so windy outside. That just scared the crap out of me. Um, and then the next line in time is a symptom is bleeding out your days in the river of time. Like this like recognition of loss and of hurt and of like physical pain. Um, as the compared fucking to like, river. The river of light too that yeah. we just referenced. Like ah, we'll get to divers. We'll get to all of this. I know, yeah. I know. But yeah, like, yeah. Um, that's really cool. And I just thought of as you were. Why did your light go out? Oh, um, Violet has a mind of its own. It's a little bit odd. Mm. <laughs> mm. I just texted Alicia like, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, we were talking about Bloody Mary and Nikki's light is flickering. And her response was, you're on to have one on me already? No milk-eyed mender? <laughs> like, we're getting there, man. <laughs> That's such a funny thing for her to I got a question today on Facebook that was like, are you guys doing milk light bender? And I was like, uh, yeah, like I think we're planning on doing it, but like probably. Uh. Are you fucking with me, Nikki? Because I can't. Nope. Uh, just give me one second. <laughs> My God. Look at, look at Esme just sitting there unbothered. <laughs> Oh, if that was happening to me, I would be running to my. <laughs> Nikki, I'm just going to say this. You did this to yourself. You said, I'm not scared. Whatever. I'm going to say your name 13 times. Take it back. Say, don't I believe it it's fine. <laughs> I don't mean to hurt you. I'm just in this space physically. We can like, coexist. I'm okay with saying, like, come at me, Bloody Mary. Oh, why would you? Because <laughs> I'm not scared of ghosts. They don't exist. Bloody Mary, if you want to kill me, I invite you to do so. Sam, if I'm dead tomorrow, you'll know for sure that ghosts exist. I mean, pretty much for sure. They don't. It's just some, like, weird coincidences happening. But I, I admit they're freaky and uh, nerve-wracking coincidences but they don't it's not a real thing okay then what how we do this every time how did we talk about this song that we're like oh it's not so much not much i was gonna say there's not much meat on its bones i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay. um 
But but what do you mean? We're at like four hours. We're almost three hours and thirty five minutes on my recording. Oh, the, I just didn't think we would have that much for this episode, and yet here oh, we are. Again. I know, man. Every time that happens, mm-hmm. I don't understand how we have so much to say, but I like yeah. that we do. Okay, that does it for this final part of easy this off the walls episode that you know we recorded after we had had some on each other (laughs) anyway um thank you guys so much for listening we have a facebook group uh hopeless endeavor a joanna newsome podcast sam runs the instagram page which is a hopeless endeavor podcast uh, our email is a hopeless endeavor at gmail.com. There's no use in any of those endeavors. It's just, you know, the American way. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We're gonna we're gonna be back next week with the first episode of Havlin on Me. I think the I mean, I think Havlin on Me is one of my favorite songs ever of all time. So I'm really excited for next week's episode. But yeah, we'll see you then. Thank you guys for hanging in there. For those of you who are here, uh, kudos to you for putting up with our bullshit. (laughs) Bye.